This is the Make It Happen podcast, a show for all of you big-hearted creatives who are ready to make things happen in your work and your life on your own terms, in your own way, and by your own rules. I am your host, Jen Carrington, a creative coach based in England, and you are listening to the fourth episode of Season 3. So today I have for you one of my favorite episodes of the show that I have ever recorded. I was joined by Amy Young, who is a life coach and a video blogger based in the States, who I feel crazy lucky to also say is one of my clients. And we had a really honest and fun chat about how she makes things happen in her business and our thoughts on routines and motivation and so much more. Amy is one of the most incredible people I know. She's so wise and open and vulnerable and hilarious. And I am just so glad we were able to record this episode together as I think you're going to love it. Let's jump in. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. <laughs> I've warned Amy that I'm like, it's coming to the end of my work day and I'm in like a, not like a, silly's the wrong word. Like, like my brain is like 10% no longer professional is all I can Yeah. Say. Yeah. That's perfect though, because my brain is at like 10% professional all the time. So we're about on the same level now. And this is like, um, this is pretty much like the beginning of my work day. So this is like very interesting. And I feel like it's a, I feel a little bit less self-conscious because me and Amy have spoken many times because we work together. Um, so if I'm going to be silly on a podcast episode or not be fully functioning, it's probably best that it's with you. Because <laughs> nothing to lose. I mean, you know, yeah. I already know you. So it's all good. Absolutely. I love it. So for anyone listening who's like, what the hell are you two talking about? Do you want to fill them in on who the hell you are, what you yeah. do? And yeah, how you got here. What's your story? Sure. So um, my name is Amy Young. I am a life coach and a YouTuber. And I also usually like to qualify right up top that I am a foul mouthed goofball. Um, so in the online space, um, in terms of like the content that I create and the type of work I do, I do a lot of um, creating for women around female empowerment in the dating game and um, understanding the relationship that they have with, with themselves and how that affects the relationships that you create and build with others. Um, I also talk a lot on my YouTube channel just about life struggles and triumphs and tribulations, um, doing creative work. And my one-on-one work is is really sort of more, I guess, traditional life coaching in that um, everything is on the table. So when I sign on to work with an individual, a lot of the times people will kind of come to me because they want to focus on relationship things, but it usually ends up being much broader and bigger than that. Um, Yeah. So I've had my YouTube channel now. I always get this wrong. I always like underestimate how long it'll be four years in October. Um, And I've been coaching. Yeah. For like a little, little over two years now, Um, two and a half years, I think. And I started working with Jen. We started working together, what, like in the new year, kind of, right? I think it was like maybe March or April. March, yeah. Um, And um, yeah, and she's been awesome in in helping me with everything. (laughs) I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, so that's me. No. Yeah, so so your journey, it was... Because when you started your YouTube channel, did you, I mean, did, did in a million years, did you think it would enter into a life coaching business? Was that ever no, in your mind? No, of course not. That's, <laughs> no, I think we've talked about this before because we had similar-ish journeys in that we started like blogging and creating just like for the fun of it 
in sort of other realms. So I was, at the time, I was living in New York, um, and I was uh, an actor, and I was auditioning for, like, film and TV. I was doing improv comedy and then stand-up comedy, and I created my YouTube channel just as an outlet for myself to just express and create and and like in the back of my mind, I was sort of like, well, yeah, like people, you know, people will have like bodies of work on YouTube and get sort of like, you know, quote unquote discovered or get like YouTube famous. And I was like, maybe that could happen. But, you know, like right now I need something that's just for me. Um, so like if you go back and look at my old YouTube videos, they're very different than what I was doing, than what I'm doing now. But a lot of stuff ended up being um, sort of observational comedy about my own experiences uh, in the dating world, stuff about like the differences between men and women and very kind of, you know, like chatty, funny vlog, Jenna Marble style stuff. And, um, over the course of, you know, a long time and many like ups and downs in that YouTube journey, um, it's really evolved into this platform that, um, is very, very, differently focused. I mean, there's still humor is a huge part of it. I still feel like I'm like the same person. It's just, um, I'm communicating sort of like with different intention and my audience is much more interested in sort of, yeah, like self-development, self-improvement, um, loving their lives, living their lives really freely and fully and, and, um, wanting to sort of feel, yeah, really like empowered and comfortable in their own skin in terms of, um, dating and finding love. I, I love what you do. I remember, um, so our mutual friend, Asia, I remember, so the first I ever heard of you was she was telling me about this girl, this girl called Amy, Amy Young, who, who just, she was like, she just shows up as herself. Yeah. She's like, she just shows up and she's herself. And like, especially because you and Asia have big personalities, you know, mm-hmm. like you're fun people. Mm-hmm. And I remember for me, usually like big personalities, like I get overwhelmed because I'm such an introvert. Absolutely. But yeah. you and Asia don't do that to me. Like you and Asia are just find like infectious. But I remember she told me who you were, and then like out of and then we started working together. And I just no, I I love the work you do because it's it's fun and it's meaningful. And I have a question that I've never actually asked you, oh, which cool. is not relevant to anything. Over then, I'm just, I'm just curious here. Like, have you? Do you ever get an urge to ever like with like the improv and the acting side of things? Like, is that something like your past mentally, or do you ever feel like, oh, I'd love to just get up on stage and amuse people yeah it's so interesting because it's something that in the past year and I think it's a like a byproduct of us working together too or maybe more direct product of us working together um I am wanting to kind of explore other creative outlets like old things that I used to really enjoy I'm also like new projects that sort of have nothing to do with my work in business so in the spring I actually thought for the first time in a long time like it would be really fun to be in a show again like to audition for something and you know whether it was like community theater it would be really fun to like go to an open mic and do stand-up again you know I took improv classes in the spring and that was sort of something that was felt very much like oh yeah you used to do this and like it was so much fun and it's so great to be back in it the interesting thing now is that like when I think about it now or if I ever do it again it'll be very different because when I was doing it uh, you know like my mid-20s living in New York I it was with the intention of pursuing it as a profession whereas now if and when I decide to start doing that again it really will be just for fun you know like just for me I have no interest in like working commercially or working like in in big projects or being like in feature films or something like I feel very much like that ship has sailed and that and like for all of the right reasons um 
but I could see myself getting into like doing theater again or something just locally. I think it'd be fun. That sounds fun and free. Like, like, and it's, it's the Elizabeth Gilbert thing. Like when you don't ask money from a certain creative, what's the word? Desire. Like it's just, yeah, there's freedom in that. It's totally different. So this season of the show, as you know, it's all about, you know, how do people actually make things happen in their life? And and you're in like, oh, I know this. Everyone else is going to learn this soon. But I know you're in this really cool transition phase, which mm-hmm. we're probably going to dig into. But to help people kind of like get the lay of the land of what you do, what does a typical workload look like for you each week? Like, what do you have to make happen each week? Cool. Yeah. So I... um my work is sort of much like Jen talks about, you know, openly like in her blog and weekly letters and things. It's sort of like 50, 50, like client work. Um, you know, like my one-on-one work is like a huge piece of the puzzle, a huge piece of the pie, whatever. And then the other half of it for me is all kind of like creative content creation. So I do two videos, um, every week I upload on Mondays and Fridays. Um, I used to do a blog post every week. That's something that I've sort of transitioned out of and I'm doing a little bit more sporadically, which was a good choice, but it's something that I also love. I love writing. Um, And then, yeah, just making sure that all of my clients are working towards their goals. So, you know, weekly calls and um, email check-ins and that's kind of like, it's so interesting thinking about it because I'm thinking about how much more I used to have on my plate when I like first was getting my business up and running. And when I still like had my, you know, survival job, I was waiting tables and stuff. Like every week I was doing, you know, like two videos and making sure I was like tweeting every single day and Instagramming every single day. And, you know, like trying to get more clients or figure out how I could expand my YouTube channel. And like now I sort of get, it's really been pared down. So for me, it's like client work, creativity, and like emails, like correspondence. And that's kind of it. Is it never crazy? Like looking back, like when I look back to when I started my coaching business, I was blogging seven days a week Mm -hmm. I was running an online magazine with a friend where we posted twice a day every single day of the week I was coaching so I was doing way more content a double like triple quadruple the amount of content I was doing all the coaching and I look back now and I'm like if I had to do that now I would pass out I know my brain would explode I've thought about that a lot because I'm like I look at it and I'm like I don't know how I really did that like along with the fact that I was you know waiting tables four days a week I was like how I was like how did I do that I think something cool that happened for me was that when I finally realized like oh this is something I really want to do like I really want I want to be a coach and I want to coach full-time like that was something that I like discovered and declared for myself and it's kind of like the world and at that point in time it sort of was like, like these floodgates opened and I felt so like unbelievably motivated to move in that direction that I think there was just a ton of energy and life for- force behind me to kind of just to be like writing all the time and coming up with stuff all the time and, and uh, tweeting all the time. Like, I just felt like, you know, it was around, it was like, a, yeah, a little over two years ago that I just felt like some like turned a faucet on with me and I just like wanted to be doing all of that and it felt so good to be taking those steps forward like it felt so awesome to tweet every day and it felt so great to be writing every single morning and it felt like all of this it was just pouring out of me so at the time I don't remember I wasn't like exhausted by it but when I think about it now if I were to add all of that stuff 
stuff onto my plate again because I've definitely sort of, you know, pared things down to sort of like, okay, what have to do every week to like keep things functional and keep me like feeling good. Um, if I were to suddenly decide, yeah, now I'm going to be tweeting 10 times a day and Instagramming daily and, you know, like Snapchatting, like if I added Snapchat into the mix or something, I really don't know. I don't know how that would work. It's kind of funny just, yeah, over time, like how things just like flow and change. And there could come a time again where I'm like, I really want to like ramp up and be doing more of that again. But no, I totally feel you. Like, I don't know. I was like on creativity crack. Like I was, or I, or just like life was, I was just so excited to have felt like I discovered something that I wanted to do that people wanted me to do. And I felt like I was, it felt very like, yeah, this is, this is like why I was put on this earth, which sounds so, when I say it like that, I realize it probably sounds very dramatic (laughs) and very kind of like, um, intense, but that's like, that's how I felt. And that's how kind of, I continue to feel is like, no, this is, yeah, this is exactly like what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and so I just was sort of following all of those impulses and instincts at the time. No, I have the world's biggest smile on my face for a really selfish reason that I like, I relate so much to it. I remember reading something once that was like, when, for coaches, when you discover you want to be a coach, it's like coming home and that's how like, it's that feeling. And, and I, I actually started, um, just this morning I was reading a new, like a new coaching book and I just, I was reading this book and I felt so emotional because I was like, I believe it. Like, not only do I do this and do I make my living doing it and am I showing up for every day? I believe in this. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in what this work can do in the world mm. and it's just you yeah, know it's a good it's going back to that is what I think just fuels and pushes it forward but I remember the first like six months to a year like there's this fire up my ass that I've never had before in my oh life. sure yeah it's like and it's so interesting that it reminds me also there's you know a part I think have you read The Alchemist no, it's Alex is like tried to make me read this book. Yeah, forever, but I, I know. I feel like boyfriends always want their girlfriends to read that book, just like for the record. Like that's like I've had that conversation <laughs> with like in multiple relationships with like The Alchemist. So, but there's a section in that book where it's sort of like it talks about how in the beginning, when you sort of get an inkling of what of what your journey is supposed to be. And I'm using like air quotes right now, kind of like what it is that you feel like you're supposed to be doing or what you're called to do that like doors will start opening and you'll sort of get like little pushes, you know, in that direction. And I feel kind of like, that's what happened to me. Like when I started first realizing, yeah, I think coaching is what I really want to do. Um, it was sort of, yeah, it was like I was getting inspired by anything and everything in my life. And all these opportunities were arising that were sort of moving me in that direction. It was like, it was like I was, you know, on a stream and like the current was picking up and I was like, okay, like let's, we're going to ride in the stream. Um, and then dun, 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 no. And then like, and then this, but it's interesting what happens, right? We talk about this all the time. Like when sometimes like the stream starts to slow down or you can't rely on constant creative inspiration or, or you're getting used to having to juggle different components of your business or having to put on different hats or recognizing like, okay, what are my boundaries around this now? Um, it's like a really fascinating journey. And I think, something I love so much about what you're doing and the work that we do together is just how honest I think you are about it and how real you are about it. Instead of, you know, there's just so much out there that's like, if you discover your purpose, you discover your calling next thing, you know, you'll be working from a laptop on a beach in Fiji and like, you'll never have another problem another day in your life. And it's like, well, no, that doesn't, nobody's life is like that. 
at all. Um, and it really is kind of about, I think, especially, you know, the first few years that I've been in business or that maybe anyone's been in business. It is a lot of, of like flow and then sort of like figuring out why things aren't flowing and sort of stop and go and, and kind of troubleshooting different things. Um, which I'm also like such a nerd for in the same way that I think you are. Like <laughs> we just get really into it. Like, we're like, what is it? Like, why is why, why am I not as creatively inspired or like, you know, it's like, there's always new nuts to crack. Yeah. Which is, it's both like emotionally draining to go through that as a person, but then also I think because of the work we do in the world and what we're interested in, we want to live in that space at all times. Like it's painful, but we always want to be like self-assessing and reflecting and it. I, we feel emotions times one million. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and can be very like, yeah, hyper analytical. <laughs> I'm like wondering what it is. Yeah. And like looking for like blog posts and books that will help us. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so for anyone listening who's like, okay, you two sound great. You enjoy, you enjoying your little chat, but can we get, can, can we get back to what's going <laughs> to help us? What? So your week, when you're structuring your week, are you a Monday to Friday, nine to five person? What's your routine? Like, how do you treat your days and how do you make them work around the business? Yeah. So things are, it's funny. Um, I am absolutely transition around my weekly schedule right now for a few reasons. One is I'm restructuring the like days and hours that I see or that I talk to clients every day. So um, client calls right now happen for me Tuesday through Friday, either in the second half of the day or the first half of the day. Cause I talk to people all over the world. So time zones always kind of need to be configured and taken into account. Um, and then like Mondays are like my total creative output, organize brainstorm days. Like I'm very protective of, of that time. And then, um, when I'm not on calls with clients, like, you know, for example, like Tuesdays, I don't have calls until the evening. So I'll usually kind of like, I'll take the morning off and then sort of set up with my laptop at like two in the afternoon and maybe like dig into some emails or work on something that I know needs attention and then, um, figure out, you know, when to, to shift gears and, and prep for my calls that evening. So it is, I have decided that it is right now pretty much Monday through Fridays, um, but, you know, with that said, like, for example, I'm going to be doing a live stream on my YouTube channel later this afternoon. And yesterday I wanted to, you know, do a little promotion for it and like let my audience know, hey, this is happening. So, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, I like set up with my laptop and I sent out an email and I did like a little Insta story where I just like let people know, hey, I'm going to be going live on my channel. And that's work. And that's on a Sunday afternoon. But like, you know, I, I really try and be more like flexible and understanding and allowing of stuff. I find that when I get really rigid and fixed about like what my hours are or when I'm allowed to work or when I'm not allowed to work, that's not as helpful or productive as fun or fun to me as being like, you know, when I'm like, when I want to do something for my business or when I want to take time off my business, like it's completely in my jurisdiction to do that. And I'm allowed to like be as flexible and open as I want to be. And I'm also allowed to be as structured and um, rigid as I want to be sometimes. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't do like a nine to five thing 
um, like on Friday, I was supposed to film a video and, and edit it that morning. And I sat down to film and like stuff just wasn't happening. So I was like, you know what, like taking the morning off, I'm going to go and do something completely different and like get out of my head a little bit. And then I know I'll have time to do this later. So I really, um, am leaning more and more in the direction of being like, of really recognizing, you know, I started, um, coaching, well, one, because I felt like it was my destiny and my calling. And and two, because I'm very entrepreneurial and I love being my own boss and I love being self-directed. So the whole purpose, it would be, for me, it's like recognizing, oh, it defeats the purpose of the amount of freedom and flexibility I have created for myself if I'm constantly trying to fit myself in in like a nine to five box or trying to limit, you know, when I'm allowed to work or not allowed to work. Like if I wanted to do that, I could just go get a job where someone would give me like a punch card, you know? Um, so weekends for me, like weekends are becoming more sacred that I'm like, no, it's really good for me to have a day where I just don't open my laptop at all. Like that's a great choice for me. Um, but it's also okay to, to stray from that too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like the one of the biggest lessons I'm learning, I love everything you said. I, 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 as you were saying it, I was like, I can't wait for people to hear this. Because if mm. I heard that, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Oh um, my gosh, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like the biggest lesson I'm learning is to know the difference between I'm not going to work this weekend because because I just don't want to, I want to enjoy my life, or I'm not going to work this weekend because it means something if I do work. Like, yeah, like I'm bad or something, or I'm being like, is that yeah. what you're saying? Like I'm a bad entrepreneur or like I'm not living my life to the fullest. If, yeah, yeah, or I'm the workaholic. Like yeah. So you know, I went. I just went away last week and we landed back like 1 a.m. Like we got home at like 1 a.m. on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I my plan was to take the whole rest of the week off so I only get back to work today. But on the Friday and the Saturday, there was A, stuff I wanted to get done and B, like, I just wanted to create something and, like, check and check in with clients who had emailed me. And I was like, oh, but am I bad <laughs> for working when I was supposed to be off? And I, I was know. Just like, <laughs> it's so I, dumb. It's so dumb. It's, it's like, are we, yeah, we feel bad for working. Like, we feel bad if we're not working hard enough. Or we then we start, but then we start to feel bad if we are. It's it's crazy. It's just yeah. the things we do to do to. And, and I know we've talked about this so many times. I'm I'm hundred, almost one hundred percent sure that male entrepreneurs do not do this to them. Oh, wow. Okay. Courageous statement. Courage. <laughs> Get ready for all the hate from all the male corners of the internet. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I really am not sure. Also, I think we should stop clarifying that. Jen and I have basically already had this exact conversation five times. We just, that's probably not like necessary. But yeah, we've talked about that. That like, I wonder, I remember there was a time where like I scheduled a mani-pedi for myself like Monday morning, right? And I went and got my mani-pedi. And then afterwards I was like walking to go get like an iced caramel macchiato or something. And in my head, I had this feeling of like, should I be working right now? Like, is it okay that like, you know, I don't have any calls. Like I don't have any emails, all my stuff. Like, is it all right? And I remember you said to me, you were like, a guy would never think that. And I don't know if that's (laughs) true, but it does, it, it, it does kind of make me wonder. I have more conversations with my female friends who are entrepreneurs who struggle with this kind of stuff and with clients of mine, right. Who like sort of feel this like push pull between work and play and like limiting themselves and allowing themselves to do what they want to do um and with my guy friends I'm like it's interesting I'm thinking about it I don't yeah I don't I don't have as many but maybe they feel it and they're just not talking about it I'm not really sure 
That's why I literally, because I'm thinking to like Alex, who is, I feel very lucky that he's like a very feminist man. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, we, we, people, we make, we, sometimes my parents are just very confused because we do not comply to like gender norms. Like he does the laundry <laughs> and I just eat all the food. But <laughs> I think, I think thinking of him, so like a guy who's probably a bit more in touch with like his emotions and is more comfortable sure. with like vulnerability, like maybe he feels it, but he doesn't. Like, maybe he knows how to work for... You know, like, we can feel a negative emotion or, like, a weird judgment on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we know that we shouldn't, but we still can't break out of it. Yeah. I see in him that if he ever feels like, oh, am I lazy? He can listen to the thing that makes sense and then just move forward. Whereas I feel like we find it harder to be like... I don't know, just to be like, oh, I am worthy. I can do what the hell I want. I don't have to prove anything. And it yeah. probably just goes back to all the history of just, you know, we've been oppressed and- <laughs> I know yeah no I think it's like I think it's probably such a combination of things but yeah I think there is a lot of the time there is this feeling kind of I think for a lot of women working for themselves um to just sort of feel like you know but like but is this okay is this normal mm-hmm. like should I be feeling that does that is that you know, weak or is that bad? Or like, there is this sort of just a questioning or like, and, and I don't know. Yeah. I can't begin to know exactly where that stems from. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it probably has to do with, you know, eons of oppression, (laughs) but, um, which is not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing about it, but like, I, I, I think a big, like a big thing for me in sort of, um, recognizing like that I don't have to be rigid and fixed about when I'm working or not working in the same way that you're describing, like you can get home and just feel like you want to create something. Like I had something last week where I finished my last call for the evening was at 9 PM. And I got this like wave of ideas for a blog post that I wanted to do. So I opened up, you know, an like an empty page and it was like, I was writing at like, you know, 10 30 PM. And, like the words were pouring out. And I was like, I don't know what this is going to end up being, but there was a part of me that was like, Amy, like it's after 10 o'clock. Like, you know, should you just be locked? locking it up and shutting it down and going and like watching Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Like you should just go. And it's like, well, who says like, if I get an idea for something and it's what I want to do, like, it's sort of weird to shut that down. Um, but it is, I do think it's like a, a, a balancing act. Right. And like you're saying, being able to recognize like when we're stuck in that, like if we're, and being able to give ourselves permission to say, I'm a grown ass woman and I can do what I want. And like, and if I want to, write something right now, that is what I should be doing. And if I want to take a break from my email right now, it's okay to close the laptop and like trusting those instincts and impulses, I think it's huge. Um, and Danielle Laporte is someone who speaks really openly about this. She just posted this great thing on Facebook cause she's, she's getting ready to, her next book is about to be published, which I am insanely excited for. Um, <laughs> And she said this thing, you know, about how like some like weeks, a couple weeks ago by where she's like, you know, sleeping in and hanging out just with her kid and going out and having fun in her city and traveling and making plans with friends. And then she's like, and then I have weeks, you know, if I'm on a deadline or when I'm just starting to work on a book where she's like, I like don't get out of my pajamas and I don't leave my couch and it's me and my laptop for like 12 hours a day and I order in Thai food and that's it. And it's like, that's her flow. Right. And Um, I think there's just so much power in recognizing, like, as human beings, I don't think we're designed to be fixed. I don't think that, especially if you're a creative human being, it's definitely not going to work 
in your favor to, to make rules for yourself. Right. Or that's at least been true for me. Like when I make rules, I'm pretty dead in the water. When I have certain intentions and guidelines that I can like hold myself to, but not become obsessive about, I tend to be happier and feel better. Yeah. Oh my God. No, so true. And just, it's like the difference between rules and intentions and guidelines, because I feel like, you know, like say you wake, like I try and set these things for myself, like, okay, every day this week, I want to do so-and-so because I know it'll be good for me. And say I do it Monday, Tuesday, but then on Wednesday I mess up. If it feels like a rule because I messed up on the Wednesday, I just give up for the rest of the week. But if it's an intention or a guideline, I have a more of a healthy mental space to be like, you know what, Wednesday didn't, wasn't able to do it. Yeah. And then Thursday, how can I just show up and keep going? Because I think too many of us, we're all going to fail when we try and do something new. I I honestly don't know anyone who's ever been like woken up one one day and has been like, I'm going to change my entire life. And they've not at least stumbled, just at least thought about stumbling. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just being, showing ourselves grace and just being like, yeah, I'm going to mess up, but this is important to me. So I'm going to keep making space for it instead of just being like, I quit. Yeah. Or yeah. Or telling if you have like a story that it's like, oh, well, because I fell off on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. clearly I'm unmotivated or I'm not fit to do this kind of work or I don't know. You know, like I had a story about myself for the first uh, year that I was coaching, even when, even when like I was coaching like full time that like there was just this tape playing in my head that was like, you know, you're not hardworking enough or you don't, you don't, you like you quit things or you fail at things or you don't succeed. Like that was something that was just living in me constantly, even though, you know, I was like working my butt off and building this business and seeing these great results. I was constantly just feeling, feeling like, and telling myself, oh, you're not like designed for this, or you don't know what you're doing, or other people know more than you, or that person on Instagram really seems like they have their shit together. And like you like slept in until 1130, you know, it's like, and, um, and all of that noise is really, really confusing and detrimental because I think the average, entrepreneur or person who we really think like, oh yeah, she really seems like she has it together. They have their off days, like, and they have their moments where like, it is not flowing. And they have their moments where they had like eight things on their to-do list that day. And like two of them got checked off. And the rest of the time, like they were like goofing off or getting distracted or something else became more important. And like, that's okay. Like we're not living life on a point system, but I feel like a lot of us act like we are, like, I know sometimes I do, you know, that it's like how, how quote unquote good was I today? Um, did I get everything done or did I not get everything done? And if I didn't get everything done, am I like, is is that bad? Um, and I just think all of that is just, it's so like back ass words and unhelpful. It's just so like, I think it's good to be real with ourselves, right? Like if I'm just not, doing what I say I'm going to do ever. Right. And like, if I, if I'm like, I know I want to be making YouTube videos and there were a couple, you know, the first two years, it was like, I know I want to be doing this more consistently. I'm just not making myself do it. And I'm not holding myself to it. Like that was worth exploring and getting curious about. But like, if I'm making intentions and I'm living into the majority of them and it's enough, you know, like you talk about this all the time, like defining for yourself, what is enough and what's good enough for yourself and for your work then let everything else just go. Like, don't, you know, we don't need to have this, like, the world is judgmental and stressful enough. We don't need to add to that for ourselves. 
No, I, lo- I, lo- I love that you what you said about the point system and how it's not. I just, I feel like the question, I don't know if this, I don't know whether this, I imagine this is probably like shown up in like the work I do, but like I felt like the question I've asked myself constantly this year is like, why can I not show myself unconditional grace and kindness and be my own best friend? Like, mm. why can't I do that? Like, what, I know that, why can't I just do that? And then it's so uncomfortable to wake up and be like, I'm going to be kind to myself mm-hmm. and make the right decisions. And I'm going to believe in myself and celebrate my successes and, you know, deal with things that don't go as planned without making it a story about how crap I am. And mm-hmm. it's easier to do that. We just don't let ourselves because because we think we think we shouldn't it's just I know I just I think to ask ourselves that question like well why can't I why can I not be kind to myself and believe in myself and then you got to sit in that discomfort for a little bit and then loads of crap comes up about all the stories you've been telling yourself and all the crap everyone else has told you yeah I think another I think another question like I love to ask and something that I work on with my clients so often is like to sort of fill in the blank of like well what happens when I am kind to myself and cut myself slack and support myself and I'm easy with myself. Like what does that result in versus what happens when I am judgmental or critical or like pushing myself really hard or telling myself I'm not good enough? Like which is more life supporting, which actually helps me do what I want to do every day is like shitting on myself, helping me cross things off my to-do list or achieve these goals Mm, I maybe like, I mean, me, I, I don't generally see that to work too well. It doesn't work well for me. I don't see it working well for a lot of people I know, even though it tends to be our number one approach is like, well, if I'm hard on myself, then that'll motivate me somehow. Like, where does that work? Does that, that doesn't work for anybody ever. Um, like if I want someone to do something for me, I don't bully them into it, you know? So, (laughs) but that's how we are with ourselves versus like, I have kind of come to see because I've tested it out for myself when I'm kind, when I'm forgiving, when I'm easy, when I'm playful, when I'm fun, when I'm, when I'm my own biggest fan, things usually work a lot better. Um, and in terms of like, yeah, why can't we be that way? I think it's just so much conditioning. And I think it's like, and I think it's also because we think there's like merit or value in it because we think that that's what will get us to where we want to go. And it's so the opposite. Um, so we really have to like question this stuff really readily and sort of just see what actually works versus our ideas of what might work. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. We, <laughs> we're doing this today. I, so, so all that, all that awesome stuff that you just said, what does that look like physically for you on a day-to-day basis? Like, how do you like to structure your days and spend your mornings and take breaks? And yeah. like, how, where do you physically like to work? Like, like, your coffee shop, you're in your yeah. workspace. Yeah, what's all that look like for you? Yeah. So um, mornings for me are super quiet, sacred, like let's just do our thing, Amy, time. <laughs> like I really do – like I take – generously like on the average day like two hours in the morning to like make myself breakfast have a cup of coffee I'll either read or sometimes I'll watch a YouTube video or I'll journal or I'll um do something else that would feel really good like I'll take a walk or something and listen to some really good music um and then you know like shower and do my girly thing and make myself feel pretty and beautiful and fly um, which is another thing that like I had to get into the habit of doing because I was like, if I can work for my PJs all the time, like, why wouldn't I just do that? Oh, because like I feel better when I like 
yeah, like take a shower and freshen up and and put on a cute outfit, even if maybe no one's going to see it. Like it just feels good for me. Um, and then, yeah. And I meditate every morning. That's like huge for me. Um, and then when I'm ready to work, it really depends. Some days I want to just work from home. Some days, like it just feels really, really good to like plunk down at my kitchen table and work from there. Some days I'm really aware that like, no, I want to go and yeah, go to a coffee shop or be in a different environment or be around other people. Um, I've experimented also, like I, you know, worked from a co-working space for a while in the spring and like, that was a really good thing to have. So for me, like day to day, I definitely check in with myself and I'm like, what would feel good today? Like if I was taking care of myself and my business today, what would that look like? And, um, usually it means that I'll have to put, sometimes I have to put like timers on my phone to be like, make sure you get up and go for a walk at 1230 or make sure you stop and have a snack at 1 PM. Um, or make sure that, you know, you stop a half an hour before your first call and like meditate again, or like relax a little bit just so that I can kind of like keep myself accountable to those things. Cause it's very easy for me to get lost in my work. Like it's very easy for me to sit down and be editing a video or brainstorming or, or even like emails and look up and be like, Oh my gosh, like five and a half hours have gone by. And like, I haven't like blinked or like stretched my legs. (laughs) So, um, so it's, it's pretty, it varies on a day-to-day basis, which I like. Um, and, and yeah, I really, just try to check in with myself about what I need. Because so, sometimes the honest answer is like, like, for example, you know, when I went through a launch that I was doing in the spring, it was like, no, I'm going to have to be on my laptop for like six hours today. Like you got a lot of shit to get done, girl. So like whatever you need to do, better figure it out in the morning and then know that like, okay, I'm going in for a long one. And and that's what's going to help me, like, by the end of the day, that's what's going to help me feel like, yeah, I did good today. And I can feel, I can, like, go to bed and sleep easier because I know I got a lot of good stuff done that needed to get done. Um, other days, if I don't have a lot to do, it's about recognizing, like, you know what, I don't have that much to do today. So if I ha- I'm going to have my afternoon free or if I have some extra time this morning, like, what's a good, fun use of my time? Like, do I want to sleep in? Do I want to sleep in until 10 o'clock? Like, okay, we can do that. Do I want to um, you know, work on another like creative side project or like go to a bookstore and wander around and find a new read. Like I get really curious with myself, even just on a daily basis. Um, and when I honor that, that feels like real good to me. Real good. Yeah. Oh no, I'm nodding. I, I'm exactly the same. Well, like the same person, but you're extroverted and I'm introverted and you're American and I have a funny accent. (laughs) and you and I think the thing that I was like pulling out earlier on when you were talking in that um I was gonna say that monologue but she just keeps going yeah it does feel you, a little monologue that's why I love doing interviews because I'm like ah I just get to talk I just yeah. get to talk about anything yeah I actually feel self-conscious because I like I see interviews like conversations so it's back and yeah. forth and then sometimes I'm like should I even share like my personal anecdote or I, I know like an absolute narcissist I'm like that so. too yeah it's like that's but, uh, why you're here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's the it's the a there's two parts to it I feel like is what we pull out like there's there's knowing listening to what you want but there's then actually knowing what you need isn't enough it's then actually putting the things in place to help you execute that oh yeah so, 
like for example like last night I was like okay today I want to work in the morning I want to read then I want to go into town because I just want to get out the house and just see the world a little bit mm-hmm. but I only had about an hour and a half window and usually I'd be like ah what's the point in going to a coffee shop for an hour and a half but today I was like no you're gonna do it so like I built my day around it because we had to go get like a food shop this morning mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what? If I'd have just been like, uh, it's too hard or uh, I wouldn't have feel as like joyful or fulfilled today. So I think it's not only knowing what we need, but also then like building it in place, whether it's a reminder on your phone or like structure around the day to just, you gotta, it's not enough just to know what you need sometimes. No. You gotta do it as well. And it's like, and it's so interesting, right? Because it's like, for me, a big thing, a big shift that took place for me creatively and business wise was when I finally understood the power in making things non-negotiable for myself. Mm-hmm. So like when a when uploading a video every Monday became non-negotiable, it was a game changer for me because it was like, it doesn't matter if I feel like it. It doesn't matter if I'm inspired. It doesn't matter if it's 1150 PM on, you know, on Monday, I have 10 minutes to upload a YouTube video, you know? So like, and, and I think whether we're talking about work or play or rest or social time or sleep, understanding like what your non-negotiables are, I think is really huge. Like, and they can be different every single day, right? So like, yeah, some mm-hmm. days for me, it's like, okay, I have to get to the gym today. Like I have to, it doesn't matter if I really feel like it in the moment. It doesn't matter if like I'm in the mood. Like I know I need to get to the gym. I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to feel better if I go to the gym today like having that kind of knowledge and awareness is really huge for me um, versus recognizing when it's like, ugh, I know that I need to take a nap in the afternoon. I know that I'm going to have calls tonight and I'm already feeling like a little sluggish. So, you know, we're going to need to take a power nap, making it non-negotiable and not getting like distracted or off course or being like, well, I don't really need to take a nap. Like I could just power through, think about all the invoices that I could send out at a time or think about all the things I could schedule or the emails I could answer. It's like getting really clear with yourself about what actually, um, like what actually matters that day, that week, um, and making that important, like deciding like, no, me going into town and going to a coffee shop and bringing a good book or my sketch pad or whatever, that is important. Like that does matter. And here's why, and here's why, and here's why, and here's what it'll do for me. And this is how I can justify it to myself. Because I think in a culture that rewards us for hustle and like diminishing our own needs, um, it's really up to us to clarify what our needs actually are and to not lie to ourselves about them because it will catch up with you. Like we've both, I, every single person I know in the online world who's like achieved some level of success has talked about a burnout phase, you know, has like Mm -hmm. blogged about their first experience or their second experience with burnout. So when we can get really clear with ourselves about what our needs are, like business wise, health wise, play wise, rest wise, it's just, it's a lot easier to make those decisions um, day to day. Yeah. I feel like non-negotiables is how we live like a fulfill, a truly fulfilling life that feels like, like a life of freedom because people think by like putting those constraints, it's like taking away your freedom. But by choosing what's important to me, then I don't waste any time on the things that aren't important to me. Yes. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is like, 
oh, see, this is going to really throw a wrench in the mix, but I think it's really important. I think for me, the biggest element, I was thinking of this during something you were saying before, is also like trust, like Mm. really trusting that you can take care of yourself, trusting that you do know what's best for you, trusting that like, you know, even like, even for me, when I don't do the things that I said I was going to do, or I don't commit to my non-negotiables as readily as I was going to like trusting that like that's okay too and that's and it's like all just good information for me to have like okay so I didn't get to the gym like either what did I get done instead and was that more important or like did I should I really like be making that more of a priority like you know I think it's it's all just about understanding ourselves and like I said before, like recognizing like we're not machines and it's likely going to look different. Um, and and it's ultimately just like a process and experimentation and figuring it out, which I realize like might sound sort of contradictory, but I think our lifestyle probably is full of contradictions and sort of like counterintuitive um, advice and wisdom because it's like, yeah, sometimes you do need to be really uh, specific with yourself about what needs to get done. And then Sometimes like by five in the afternoon, I'll be like, oh my God, I know that I said that I was going to like do this thing or cross or get started on this task, but I'm like so burnt out. It's not even going to be worth it. So I'm going to like, you know, take the next hour and just chill and, and do something else or do nothing or call a friend. Um, and that's okay too. Like that's, that's a good use of my time. Um, and I think most of that comes back to trust and again, like supporting yourself and, and working on the relationship you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, don't know. Is I that feel on like topic? you. Is that on topic? I, I feel like you just said like everything that is on my mind at the moment. Like I, you're right. Okay, we live in this digital space, and we're all well. When I say we all, I don't mean everyone who exists. I mean probably everyone who's listening to this podcast is trying to build some form of cre- <laughs> creative career in our own terms. Yeah. And the majority of the noise online is like build this funnel or follow this step by step or you've got to do this, 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 and it's all useful in its own way. But I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I guess you see this every day too in your clients in the, and, I, and I see it every day too with my clients. And I think it's just this, also this general belief you have when you're a coach that A, humans don't need fixing. B, humans themselves are the people who are capable of making change in their lives. I'm not going to be able to do that for anyone. They've got to show up mm-hmm. and do it for themselves. I have this really strong belief that people need to be empowered more to know the biggest changes and the biggest achievements you're going to have in your life don't are not going to come from like a solid set piece of advice it comes from you listening to yourself navigating the unknowns and just like going for it and just trusting yourself and showing up for yourself and I and I just I feel so passionate about that I'm passionate right now about this is this is why I've loved this season so far because everyone who comes on at the heart of it says the same thing they say every day doesn't look the same I'm just figuring out my business as I go and listening to myself and I do my work best when I'm listening to myself and listening to my intuition and and I feel like I've gone off on like this like soapbox tangent right now but I feel really passionate about it because that's how I not only have the most flow in the business but feel the best in the business make the most like my best months come from just like letting things happen not and that's not me not taking responsibility Mm -hmm. I show up and make very clear decisions but I'm not holding so tightly onto it that it's not capable of growing outside of my own control, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I think it's really – also, I just want to think. I point out, like, I think it's really cool that the, the podcast is um, Make It Happen, mm-hmm. right? 
but you're talking about like letting things happen. And I think that that's such an interesting distinction because like ultimately like, yeah, how the best things show up and materialize and come together is usually as like, it's a co-creative result of like being inspired, following your instincts, um, like doing sort of, yeah, like what feels good and right. And also like holding yourself accountable to things and like recognizing like, okay, it can't be all like loosey goosey. Oh, like, yeah, I feel like writing, you know, my blog post today. So I guess I will. And like, if I never feel that way again, I'll never write a blog post. Maybe I, I mean, I don't know people who that really works for them. Maybe they do. I bet if I really got them in like an interrogation room, they'd admit that like, that's not the reality. But, um, but I think it's really, I do think it's, I think it's a total balancing act. And I think this is something actually I've been thinking about a lot because my dad, who's um, a coach, he's been like a coach and, and um, like a consultant for like 35 years. He wrote this very interesting piece on his website about how, you know, even just in terms of like how we're feeling all, all feelings and sort of like natural instincts and emotional impulses are valid. So like, Sometimes when I'm really like if I was just calm, cool, collected, lazy bones McGee in my business every day and I was just like, whatever, if I feel like doing stuff, I will. If I don't, I won't like that's it. Well, I'm going to like drop some balls and like miss out on opportunities and not really like be people won't be able to rely on me and I won't really be able to rely on myself versus like if I'm super hardworking and anxious and like stressed all the time, well, that's not really, you know, going to be great either for me to be like up my own butt constantly telling myself I need to check my email every five minutes. Like that's a little bit crazy and wacky and I'm probably not going to have a great time and my business will probably suffer as a result. But we can recognize that like, all right, these two aspects of ourselves, they're not in opposition. They actually like are best friends. Like they help each other out so much. And how great is it that I can be you know, like inspired, relaxed, free, easy, playful, light, open, curious. And how great is it that like, I can also have the capacity to be focused, driven, hardworking, um, borderline obsessive, stressed out, you know, like how wonderful is it? And I actually, I think it's almost like absolutely necessary for every entrepreneur or self-employed person to recognize that like that, I think that what ultimately determines a person's level of, you know, success or what they're able to achieve is in how they manage both sides of that. Because I don't think you ever get rid of one or the other. I think you just learn to help them be friends and recognize all aspects of me um, are serving me in this process. So I don't need to pick a side. I'm not good or bad. I'm not hardworking or lazy any given day of the week, any given hour. I am absolutely both. So, you know, I think the more that we can kind of like recognize that it's never going to be one or the other, it doesn't need to be. And how great and beautiful is it that like, that we have these two sides of ourselves, right? That like sometimes it is about all work and sometimes it's about all play and sometimes it's about the dance in between. Um, I feel like we could just end it right now, but we won't because we like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. No, no, you so it's, it's the, I think it's just, I think all human experience is valid. We are all walking contradictions. I used to feel like a freak. I used to feel like the only person who was like two people at exactly the same time. And 
I've come to yeah. realize by talking to lots of amazing people through this podcast and with my clients, like everyone's a walking contradiction. Everyone is two people at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the worst thing we can do is fight it. All of our emotions, feelings, highs, lows, failures, good decisions, it's all valid. It's all part of human existence. And we're all going to die one day. I don't know. I think the more we spend fighting ourselves, the less we are going to spend doing what we want to do with the time that we have here. Man, I love when the death card gets pulled because, like, that makes stuff, like, really real because it's true. Like, it's, it's you know, it's like, how do I want to spend my days? Do I want to spend my days, like, fighting with myself and policing myself and babysitting myself and telling myself I'm spending too much time on Facebook? <laughs> or, like, do I want to be able to be like, oh, okay, we're doing that thing where we sat down on Facebook and we know that we have better things to do. So, like, let's close the laptop. It's all good. Like, you know, Facebook is always there. I can look at it all night if I want to. But, like, right now, you know, it's okay to go and do something else. Like, like, who do I want to be? I tend to show up better in the world and like myself a lot more when I can, yeah, when I can be really friendly with that, like, goof-off part of myself who does not want to always be working. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's also about, like, yeah, like, recognizing, right, like, what are my sort of, like, strengths and weaknesses, too, Um which this isn't like a whole new topic that we have to go into kind of, but like, but yeah, like noticing, I remember it was a big deal for me when I noticed, like if I get out of the shower and I'm wrapped in a towel, sometimes I will pick up my phone. And if I sit down in my towel and check my phone, just cross off the next 45 minutes Mm -hmm. of the day, because like, I will just scroll through my phone and find endless bullshit to look at and podcast and like, and YouTube videos to watch. And, and then suddenly I look up and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, it's like almost lunchtime. I didn't blow dry my hair yet today. Um, so that sounds like a small thing, right? But it's actually like catching myself in the act of being like, Oh no, like, hold on. You got to get ready. Like you got to like put down your phone, get dressed, like, and stopping it in the act is like, that's half the battle right? It's just like noticing when we're doing something that we don't like or or even like noticing a thought pattern that shows up and interrupting ourselves in it and being like, oh no, we don't do this. Like, let's not, we know what happens when we go down this road and it's like a dark and scary and un- unhappy, unfamiliar road. It's like, let's, let's not go down there. Um, and just like turning it around and not in like a harsh, painful way, but in like a fun light, oh man, like, you and your towel and your <laughs> phone. You're so cute and silly. Like, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that was way TMI. No, <laughs> I, I know I've gone to... You know, like when you have your hair in a hair turban. For me, like, yeah. I know I've, like, just wasted the day. If I took it off and it's dried so bad that my, my fringe has got this weird, like, quick thing going on. And so, <laughs> I know, it, I know, I really know how you feel. Yeah, it's like these these are the little things, but these are the moments that make up our existence. <laughs> and as Jen said earlier, we're all going to die. Someday. That gives that so honestly like, that gives me so much so much clarity though just to be like, I don't know, it's such a cliche but like the remembering that we're all going to die, it gives me it it helps me not take it all so damn seriously because ultimately yeah, it's just life. I'm a blip. I'm I'm a blip in the history of the world. I do not matter that much. Oh, Yeah, it is really good to kind of have a reality check sometimes and be like, you know, like at the end of the day, 
we're all just like doing the best we can and figuring it out. And like my work isn't any more important and I'm not like better than anybody else because I'm like a successfully self-employed entrepreneur. Like that's insane that I would like (laughs) think that or like stress myself out over that or, or feed my ego in that way. Um, so I do think it's really good to like, just kind of check ourselves a little bit and be like, okay, you know, like, is this really that serious? Ultimately, is it? And like most of the time, the answer is no. Most of the time, what do they say? Like they ask people on their deathbeds, like if you could go back, like what would you do less of? And everyone is just like, I wouldn't worry so much. <laughs> like I would chill the F out probably like a bunch. It's like, it's, and it's tricky to do in real time, but it's a worthwhile endeavor. <laughs> I feel like this actually leads really perfectly onto my next question, which is where do you find the most joy in your business and your creative life? Like what, what just lights you up completely? Um, when I, when I get a new idea for something, especially like for a video, when I get a new idea for a video and it's just like a sparkle of an idea, but I know it's going to, I know it's going to be something, or I know that I could do something with it that I like get off on that. So like, I'm just uh, like, Ooh, that's good. Like I'll sort of have that thought with myself, just be like, Ooh, that's something. There's something there that completely lights me up. And then when I sit down and I'm in the phase of sort of like outlining or brainstorming or sort of like playing around with that idea, like clay, like that feels really fun because it feels kind of like, it's almost like the video or like my script or my outline. Sometimes I'll just wing stuff too. It's sort of just happening and I'm just like following the breadcrumbs of it a little bit. Like I'm sort of like, I'll sit down and be like, this is what this video is going to be about. And then by the time I finish editing it or something, I'm like, Oh my God, it's completely different. Um, I'm like a nerd for the creative process. Like I find that to be when it's, when I'm in flow, it's like, better than any drug or like anything else um I could probably ever find on planet earth um in my life what's joyful I would say um one I love laughing so much I love um like I have you know, my like favorite people, like my closest friends are the ones that like we can have really, really deep, intense, powerful conversations about life and death and and the meaning of it all. And then we can also do like really ridiculous voices and have the most stupid inside jokes from like 10 years ago that don't even make any sense. And we don't even remember like what it means anymore, but we just crack ourselves up. Um, And also like a big thing, and Jen, like you really opened my eyes to this in so many ways. Like this year for me has been become such a practice in gratitude every single day, which was something that I used to struggle with so much. And it's become like an ongoing practice for me that when I'm driving, especially I do like my gratitude practice where I'll just like go through things. I mean, and like sometimes for me, gratitude is like a funny beast because it'll be about like the smallest things. Like I'll be like, I love the way that like the light is hitting those trees. Like that's so beautiful. And I get to like look at it or I'll be like, oh, I love this song. Like I'm so grateful for Spotify. Like I love that I can like curate a playlist to like match my mood completely. Like I'll get really lost in these little like rampages of appreciation over things. Um, And that is like, I know I'm in like a really special, good feeling place when I can access that. Um, and then there's days, you know, where you're just like, well, everything sucks. (laughs) 
everything sucks. There's nothing to appreciate. <laughs> so fuck that tree and the sun. Um, but but yeah, I think like laughter and gratitude are big. I love that. And so, what about the flip side? How about stress? What triggers that for you? And then, how do you manage it? How do you go? How do you get through it? Stress. Um, usually, it's me creating problems for myself. <laughs> so like, so thinking I did something wrong or I offended somebody or, um, like if I like make it, like, I would say like the first five minutes after I upload a new video is like probably one of the most stressful moments of my week because I'm like, maybe this will, maybe everyone will hate this one. Like (laughs) even though they've loved the other like 200, maybe this one will really like strike a nerve with people. Um, so I'll get really like worked up and stressed out about that just because at this point I do feel, I feel so close and connected and in love with my audience that like, I don't want to upset anybody. And like, I want to, I don't know how healthy that is, but like, I don't want, you know, I want, um, I always want to feel like I'm delivering to them and, and that we're connecting and, and, um, I'm giving people like what they need. And, um, so that stresses me out. And then, Uh, But then, you know, I mean, it's not like people actually like will throw shade at me and be like, this is horrible. You know, I mean, sometimes they do. I will say like, this is something I don't, what used to really stress me out was I used to read YouTube comments and I just don't do that anymore because it's just, I don't have the constitution for it. Like it's not worth like the, the stress that it causes me. Um, so I just avoid all of that. Uh, which is unfortunate because I know people leave wonderful comments and sometimes I'll have people go through and tell me like what's going on and people will say, you know, like so many of them are so positive, but you know, you read the one that really hits you where it hurts and it's like none of the good stuff matters, which is, I hate that, but it's sort of how things go at this point for me. It could change in the future. Um, how I manage stress, stress is like, I'm really, really good at, um, talking myself off them ledges, yo, like really, recognizing yeah like just being able to hear myself when I'm in when I'm in that mode and again like have a little reality check with myself and be able to say well first of all actually sometimes this is a good question sometimes there's two things one reality check and be like okay like if you know sort of support myself and be like okay Amy like people nine times out of 10 really love the content that you put out there. Like they, you know, don't, don't worry so much. Like you're doing this with the best of intentions. Like that's all you can really hope for. Like relax. It's easy. Like, Oh, look, you already got a thumbs up. Like you can go chill now. Like, come on, like don't stress about this. It's really dumb. And the other thing that I'll sometimes do is follow things out to like the worst case scenario place. So like, you know, if I, if I, um, imagine or I think that like someone's mad at me about something or like I offended somebody or I dropped the ball like what if I completely missed something or like missed an appointment or missed you know I'll sort of go to that place of like you know oh my god this person's gonna send me an email and they're gonna read me out and they're gonna tell me that they think I'm unprofessional and they're gonna like say all these horrible things about me and then I'll kind of like sit in that and be like okay and then what would you do it'd be like all right I would deal with it I would like apologize and I would recognize where I messed up and I would be like yeah you're right I'm only human like I did miss that appointment that we set up and like oh I'm sorry about that so I'll I'll usually and that actually usually soothes me a lot because it just helps me realize like you know sometimes like our anxieties and our stresses are sort of um 
good to just acknowledge and be like, okay, yeah, you know, you're totally right. That could happen. And guess what? Like the world would keep spinning and the sun would keep shining and you would still be breathing and walking around. So like, that would be okay. You would survive that too. Um, that helps a lot. It's for me, it's a lot of like internal mental processes. I'm realizing maybe other people are like, I go to a yoga class for me. It's like, no, I talk to myself. Like, <laughs> I talk to myself and then when that doesn't work, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll usually call someone else and be like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> Help. <laughs> and that helps. No, that's my route too. I get, I, conversations in my head are usually my, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, wait, can I just say one other thing that I never thought I would say, but this has become a big thing for me is like a big focus for me this year was about cultivating more of a spiritual practice and feeling more of a connection with, you know, God presence energy in my life. Cause I'm not religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. And like, that's actually become a huge thing for me too, is I'll sort of like, I wouldn't say I pray about it, but I'll kind of be like, I'll sort of surrender mm-hmm. it. Like I'll be like, okay, if I was like surrounded by angels and source energy right now, <laughs> Like, what if, like, they just took, like, could they just take this away from me? Sometimes that really, really works. I'm, like, astonished that I've gotten to that place where I'm becoming one of these people who's, like, I just hand it to God and, like, I trust that it will be managed. And, like, sometimes that really works, which is the coolest because I never thought I would be able to feel that level of, like, support and faith in something larger than myself. Um, That's awesome. So that's pretty rad. I know. That sounds, that sounds awesome. So, how about how about motivation like what how do you get and stay motivated on a daily basis especially on those days when you're like I would rather not do this today (laughs) (laughs) um well one is procrastination is a really amazing tool um where (laughs) you sometimes you have to push things to the last minute and that vice of time man nothing will churn out (laughs) my creativity more than recognizing like up we are like in two hours or in like 12 hours or in 48 hours, this needs to get done. That's just the reality of it. Like sometimes if it's just not happening, I know it will happen. So I'll just be like, okay, I guess this is going to be one of those last minute kind of days. Um, the other, so I think like deadlines are really helpful, like creating deadlines and sticking with them and understanding from, yeah, like I said, like making it non-negotiable, it's got to happen no matter what. So I don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. I can, if I want to, but if I know it's going to get done, it's going to get done. Um, when I'm not in that kind of place and it's, and for me, motivation, it's so weird. I don't even really believe in motivation anymore. Like I have been kind of doing this long enough that I'm like, I don't, and it's so interesting because I talk to a lot of my clients about this too, that it's like, you know, like with my serving job, right? Was I motivated to get to the restaurant? Was I motivated to walk over and take people's orders? Was I motivated to make drinks for them? No, like I had to do it. So I showed up and I did it and it wasn't some big complicated act. And in a lot of ways, um, that's how I look at my work now too. Like, do I have to be motivated to get on a call with a client or do I need to understand that that's my job? So I show up and I do it and, and it's helpful when I can remind myself like that. And it's true, you know, 110% that like, I do love my work and I love my clients and I always feel better at the end of the day after I've, you know, had a bunch of calls versus not like, that was a big thing for me when I realized that, like, having to remember like, oh, I'll feel better after I film this video. I'll feel better after this blog post gets published. I'll feel better after I get through these calls. Like 
that's a huge kind of motivator, but I don't put a lot of stock in motivation because I think it's a fickle friend. I think it shows up or it doesn't. And I don't think that we can really rely on it. Oh, I love that perspective. I think that's, I, yeah. I remember listening to a podcast a while back um, and the person being interviewed was saying how as humans, we pretty much use motivation as an excuse because it's like, oh, oh sure. I don't feel motivated. Or, I just don't feel inspired. Whereas in reality, it's like, like you said, you just got to show up when you have a job and you have responsibilities and you have a, a life that, and I think, I don't know, I, I'm learning recently, like I get the most joy and not initially, but in a deeper way when I'm fully engaged with life. And that also means fully being engaged with responsibility and yeah, like, you know, it's it's easier just to wake up and watch Netflix all day, but at the end of the day, I've not fed myself that day. You know, like, I've, fed, I've, I've eaten because no. I'm, I'm eating all the crisps and, like, the chocolate, but <laughs> I don't feel, I'm not self-actualized. I feel like I'm obsessed with self-actualization at the moment. Like, I feel like, like, that is what, especially generation, because of all these opportunities that have opened up for us, you know, with the internet and just access, just, I just feel obsessed with, like, I want to self-actualize as like maybe as privileged or as ridiculous as that sounds like and I can't self-actualize by waiting for motivation to help me get there like it's bigger than motivation is great but I mean (laughs) I've said this a few times on the podcast and it's maybe TMI but I feel like it's the most honest thing I can say is like with your monthly cycle it's really impossible to rely completely on motivation (laughs) that is a truth bomb (laughs) right there tweet that (laughs) it's totally true like I, I can't always guarantee that I'm going to feel like doing anything, even if it's my favorite thing in the world. Like I am by all accounts, like living my dream, doing the work I love to do like most days of the week. And some days I don't feel like it. And I think the more we recognize like that resistance is just part of the game. Like, and like you said to, I really love what you're saying about, yeah, being like fully present and understanding of responsibility or, or, you know, what that means to you or fully, you know, or even just being like, ah, you know, with resistance stuff being like, ah, yes, this too. Like I've had to come to realize it's funny because I, I have all these like memories of like, when I first started doing my YouTube channel, I just felt like it and like it just flowed and it was just easy. And like, and that's just not true. Like that's just a complete lie that I fabricated for myself where I was thinking about it. I was like, no, if anything, it used to be a lot scarier and a lot harder. And it used to take me a lot longer because I would be like going back and forth about what I was going to film. And was this edit okay? Or should I cut out this part? Or like, let me sit with it for a few days and then I'll upload it. I don't know what this cute story is that I'm telling myself that like, uh, it just was used to be like easy, breezy, wonderful. Like, you know, I remember a mentor of mine said like, work is always going to feel like work. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if you're doing your favorite thing in the world or, or you're like an accountant, like some days of the week work just feels like work. Sometimes it feels like a magical carpet ride. And sometimes it feels like going to the coal mines and, and that's fine. Like, that's great. I don't think that I think it's, I think when we start setting standards for ourselves that that's wrong or that like we're doing it wrong because it is that way. Some of the time, like if I can't get motivated, that means that I'm, not a good business person or that means that I'm not like showing up fully as my most expressive self or something it's like no if you're feeling unmotivated 
you show up anyway. And then you're just your unmotivated self doing the thing. I feel like, I just feel like the, the biggest lesson I've learned is like, we all want like instant gratification and like a happy life. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain type of joy and peace that comes from doing hard things and from doing the things we think we cannot do and from challenging ourselves and pushing through resistance. And that's the life I, I want to live in that. Like I kind of made this promise to myself recently, like Jen, you're going to show up and you're going to do the things that you're going to do something with your time you're going to do something with your life you're going to you're just going to show up and even if it's a bit harder some days because you'd rather just sit on the sofa and watch Netflix (laughs) it's just yeah it's like there's a deeper joy that comes from doing the things that may not be fun at first oh yeah well yeah and I think it's also about like recognizing for me there's a certain yeah exactly as you're describing like a certain (laughs) feeling of fulfillment and like joy and peace and satisfaction that I feel in just showing up and and doing what I said I was going to do or like showing up and um completing the task or like I really feel really really good in that place a lot so when I'm if I'm in a place where yeah like I'm feeling extra resistance or I'm feeling See, but then I'm going to go ahead and contradict myself again then too. And I know that you'll agree with this because then there are those days, right? Like I was saying like, you know, last week where it was like, it just wasn't happening for me. And I knew in myself because I've had enough years of experience at this point to be able to say, this will be better if you take a break from it and then you walk away and then you come back to it. And I think half, I think more than half of the journey is getting to know yourself well enough to know when you are bitching out when you should be showing up and when actually the more courageous, smarter decision, like the healthier decision is to like take that break. And I think it is very much like a case by case basis. And sometimes it means, yeah, like telling yourself, it doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. You said that you would have this email out on this day. So you're going to go ahead and do it. And sometimes it means being like, wait a second, why am I holding myself to this standard? Like, it's okay if I want to take a break here. It's okay if I want to goof off here and again going back to like there's always going to be room for both and it's not about aligning yourself with one or the other it's about recognizing what's needed when oh I'm like mentally clapping my hands you just that's perfect I I have I'm just no that is I could not agree more and I just I love the I just you know I love it so there are three questions that I, I feel like we could talk forever and I'm sitting in my head forever. Like, how can I record a podcast with Amy every week but <laughs> there are three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. The first one is this. This season is all pretty much about how creatives are making things happen on their own terms. And has there been a time so far in your journey where you've had to kind of give yourself permission to go against the grain or industry norms or maybe like typical advice that you may have been given so that you could do things on your own terms? Yes. And um, what was that? Um, what, <laughs> I could come up with like five examples. The strongest one for me or the most like paradigm shifting one for me was I had just finished like my coaching program, like going through training. And at the time I was living at home with my parents and I had some clients, but I wasn't working full time at coaching yet. And I was waiting tables. So I was a life coach living at home, waiting tables on weekends, making ridiculous videos on the internet. And I was like absolutely plagued with imposter syndrome and this feeling like I was leading a double life and not being authentic and honest with people about where I was, which are like two big like values for me. Like authenticity is huge for me. Transparency is really big. And I felt like I was, I, I was really scared of people finding out that I lived at home. I was really scared 
of um, when I at my restaurant job telling people that I was a coach because I felt like a faker. So, and I had a coach at the time who challenged me to make a video about it. So I ended up making like a sit down one take video, essentially like revealing that I was like, you know, I know that I'm a coach and um, that all of you come here and watch me every week, but I want to be totally honest about everything else that's going on. Like right now I live at home with my parents and right now I am a waitress and like, that's my reality. And it's really confusing. And I ended up like crying about it on camera and I uploaded it and it completely, um, 180 degrees transformed the relationship I had with my audience, the volume that of my, my business, like within eight weeks, I think I had like, you know, five times the amount of clients. I had to start putting people on a wait list to work with me. I got like dozens of emails of people telling me how much they identified with that and asking, you know, if they could work with me because I was that open and honest. And that's something I never, I never would have let myself do if I had just been doing what I thought coaches should be doing, which is like appearing like you have it all together and you know what you're doing and you have all the answers. So me showing up and admitting the exact opposite, um, produced this totally different result for me. So that was really a cool experience to have. Wow. I never knew that. That is, um, Oh really? I like, I just, you've never told me that that story before. Like I just, that's amazing. Especially, especially for a coach. I, to realize just the crap we battle with in our heads around, if I'm not good enough, then I shouldn't be coaching. It just, yeah, that's amazing. Well, and it, yeah. And I, and uh, you know, it's funny because I remember having like a couple meetings, some people who were like just getting started with coaching a li- like shortly after, maybe not even shortly after, but like sometime after that. Um, and a lot of them we were just talking and they were saying, you know, like, I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. Like, I don't feel like I really a hundred percent, like, I don't feel like I can really start selling myself or start trying to get clients because I'm not quite there yet. And, and I was able to just say like, listen, I get that. But like uh, my entire business has been built on like, not listening to that, like to recognizing that that's just not, that's just noise. Like that's not a real thing because if you're a coach and you're, and you want to be a coach and, and people want to work with you, then like, it really doesn't matter what the circumstances of your situation are. Like it really, you know, I have a mentor of mine who says like, as long as you're one step ahead of your clients, you're fine. Like don't, you know? So, um, because coaching is a skill set, right? Like, and it's not me telling people like, Oh, I'm living perfectly. Let me tell you how I do it. Um, and I know that you, you know, follow that same ideology. So it really like, it rocked my world that things worked out that way. It really like shook things up for me because I was expecting people to be like, see ya, bye-bye. Like I thought clients would fire me. And I remember like my coach, Megan Joe at the time saying like, let your clients fire you. She's like, if you post that video and nobody wants to work with you, she was like, you'll be okay. You'll figure it out. So I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll do that and and none of that happened so interesting I think that also backs up like a core belief and this is one of those contradictory core beliefs where I believe this is true and possible but I don't believe it's true for every so don't just do this just for the sake of it but I really believe that like brave bold authentic moves lead to incredible things that would not have been capable in our lives or possible if we did not push ourselves to be bold and brave and fully show up that's probably yeah. true. That's probably like true. I, like I remember being so open about like my mental health struggles and I never did it to like, it was just because that was the only way for me to be honest about the situation. 
But I honestly was like, people ain't going to want to work with me because they're going to mm-hmm. think, well, she's got mental health problems. And I found that it made people feel more... Co- I, you probably had the same experience. I jump on calls with these women who I've never met before who share with me mm-hmm. like their lowest lows and their highest highs and their stories and things they don't even tell their families. And they show me who they are because they feel safe. And I think by being honest publicly about who I am, I've created a space where it's safe for people. Yeah. Oh, 10,000%. Like, you know, I have a, I'll ask new clients um, sort of in the onboarding process, like, you know, what made you sign on to coach with me or why did you choose me as your coach? And across the board, some, everyone answers with some version of, you know, I appreciate how like real you are, or I love that you're so honest about still going through struggles or I so appreciate that. Like, I feel like I can really trust you because you're a real person and you're not, you know, faking it or posing or pretending. Um, so I think that it, it does go a long way for people. I mean, I don't think the interesting thing too, is I think there is a a balance to it. So it's not like, you know, every week I now show up and I'm like, this is what I'm going through. And this is my existential crisis this week. And like, I don't know if I'm in, Oh my God. And like, what's happening. I don't, I don't do that because that, I don't, I don't, I also don't think it's, you know, I don't think that, that would be helpful or good either. And thankfully I don't have a new existential crisis every week to share. Um, but, but yeah, like what you're saying about like having, not being afraid to when it's really important or necessary to take that big, bold action, I think, um, is really true. Cause if I did, if we did it all the time, I don't think it would it wouldn't be authentic or big or bold. It would be for me, it would almost feel, it would feel like attention seeking and like weird and manipulative. Yeah. And I always, um, I, feel like, yeah. I also feel as coaches, like other people don't need our crisis and our fears no. and our struggles. There's, I've always had this rule that if I'm going to share that, I'm going to have a solution because I don't want someone to ever, that's not my, that's not my job. Like, for example, like we've probably jumped on calls before where I was maybe having a bad day and you don't need to give a shit about the fact that I'm having a bad day because, because the truth is like our work is not about us. If we want to be taken care of, we go hire a coach or we build a support system. Like absolutely, our work is about showing up for that person. So it's always, it's, can our story serve them? If not, if we're sharing it just to, you know, as a therapy session, like whether it's publicly or one-on-one, like, yeah, it's just knowing that your story plays a part in it. But this is, and this is just for coaches. I think like if you're a designer or an illustrator or a writer, sometimes your story is everything, especially as writers. But yeah, as a coach, like our clients don't need our problems. They've got, they've got enough fears and crisis. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, and it's interesting because I think part of what's so special about the coaching relationship is it is one of those rare relationships where it's all about the client, right? Like, whereas if I sit down with a friend and I'm talking about my problems or something I'm going through, probably because the nature of a good friendship is she's going to relate and share how she feels or she's going to want to give me advice or she's going to, you know, be curious about it. But it is any other kind of relationship generally is about like a back and forth, a reciprocal kind of like symbiotic experience. And it's very cool to have um, a conversation where it is as the client, it really is all about you. It's, you don't have to, you, you don't have to worry about me. You don't have to think about me. You, I'm good. Like we are here for you. And it's all about like, what's going on inside or what you're experiencing. And like, that's our main point of focus. That's so rare. That doesn't exist in the world. I don't think outside of, um, you know, coaching and like other forms of, of counseling and, and that kind of thing. So, um, 
that's to me like super sacred to remember and recall. And so, you know, and it's the kind of thing where like, yeah, hopping on a call with people and, um, recognizing, yeah, like, oh, you know, we'll go just like, oh, how are you today? Like, what's going on? And it's like, oh, I'm good. Things are good, you know, or, or being able to say like, oh, actually like this sort of wacky thing just happened. So I'm sort of like, oh, okay, but no, here, I'm here with you. Like what's going on? You know, it's sort of about, um, striking that, that balance between, yeah, being who you really are and showing up as a person, but being able to like turn off your own, um, inner monologue and dramas and BS and, and recognize like, no, this has nothing to do with me. Um, nothing. And like how freeing that is. That's one of my favorite things about it is I'm like, I love that when I get on a call with my clients, especially because I love the people that I work with, it's like, yeah, let's, let's make it all about you. Let's make it all about you for the next hour, for the next 90 minutes. Like I, I just want to know what's going on with you and tune into your world. Um, that's like a really special thing. Yeah, no, completely. People always ask me like, Jen, you're such an introvert and I I, I can battle a little bit with like social anxiety. Like how can you mm-hmm. do the work you do? And it's like, I don't get it with, I don't get social anxiety or much injury. Like it doesn't creep up with me with my clients because it's not a normal social, it's not a social interaction. It, it's no, a job. It's totally, it's like a different part of my yeah, brain even. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah yeah no, no like it's just it is yeah. it, like this is the first time you knew will have ever spoke I was actually I whenever I've interviewed clients who I'm still working with on the podcast it's it's so funny because like we jump on the call and we have like this like lighter conversation you know what I mean and then I always feel like I've like when we jump like me and you we've got our next call in like what a week and we will jump on that call and we will retake the positions of coach and client whereas yeah. like in this it's just like oh we're just two business owners having a chat it's so interesting and it's so um it's a it's a great way to I love I don't know I I think we both can really relate and like how much we love our work and like you said it's using a different part of the brain and it's just it's just great I, I just love yeah mm-hmm. but I have two questions left to ask you yeah so the first the first no the second to last question is <laughs> I can tell my brain's broken um <laughs> what would you be so anyone listening right now who's making things happen in their work their life whatever um what would be your biggest advice to them that they could take away from you? Oh, I know. Isn't that the question? (laughs) What is the biggest advice? Someone who's making, someone who's making things happen, (laughs) someone who's making things happen and doing their own thing. What's the best advice? Yeah. What would you, what would you say? They're sitting there right now and they have, they're like, they're on a, they just want to make, Oh, Oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. Um, know why you do what you do. Um, and if you don't know, um, make it up (laughs) like in the sense, I remember one of the best exercises I ever did was like when I was first starting to coach and I was starting to transition my online content, I listened to this webinar and this, um, this woman was talking about, uh, like the Simon Sinek, the the power of why, Mm. isn't that his book? The power of why. And it was saying like, when you know why you do what you do, it comes it, mostly like that comes from like a sort of like powerful internal place. That's almost like, to me, it's almost like a mythical, spiritual, like, I can't tell you why I care so much about this. I just do. Um, and she, as an exercise, she was like, come up with 10 thing, reasons why you are drawn to do the work that you're drawn to do or the 10 reasons why you think it's important or the 10 reasons why 
you know, you feel called. And I remember doing that exercise and, and then she was, and she was kind of like, and then circle the ones that have to do with being of service to other people, like circle the ones that have to do with either like connecting to others or, um, contributing to others' lives and like, just notice those and like sit with them and like, see how it feels to really like recognize that. And two of the big ones that came up for me that continue to like help me thrive every day is the biggest why behind I, why I do what I do is because I want everyone to just feel less alone. Um, which like even saying it out loud, it always makes me like, like I get like tears behind my eyes because like, I just don't want anyone in the world to ever feel like they're the only person who feels this way, you know, X way, or that they're the only person who struggles with Y, or they're the only person, like, I want all of us to just recognize, like, how much we're in the same boat. Um, so, like, on the days where it is hard to show up, if I remind myself, like, no, Amy, like, you, you want people to feel less alone, that always activates something in me. Um, and the other thing, my other why was about, oh, why? Because I needed me when I was younger. So like when I was 19, if I had found a YouTube channel like mine, um, it would have meant the world to me because I was Googling, looking for meaningful, not stupid BS relationship advice when I was in high school and college and finding nothing. So, you know, when I get those emails from people who are younger um, saying how much it means to them, it's like, to me, it's like hallelujah chorus, you know, because, um, it really makes me feel like, yeah, like that's just meaningful. I'm like getting like super sappy about this, but that's when, you know, like, mm. you know, I think that's why I'm saying knowing your why is a really powerful thing. If you don't know, sit down in quiet inquiry and come up with 10 possible whys and then feel the ones that tug at your heartstrings and sit with them. Like, don't diminish them. Don't like recognize that like your why is part of your calling. It's not accidental that, you know, you want to make people feel less alone or you just love making people laugh or you just love decorating cakes. Like, you know, really, um, make that feel really real for yourself. Like honor that, find ways to honor it. I love that. That's great. So, um, I think anyone listening who, who is struggling with their why that sounds like that sounds like an incredible exercise I'm kind of tempted to like go after this and like write mine down just so I can like reconnect yeah. to them but um and I think it's probably something that evolves right so like it's it's probably worth doing as like an ongoing exercise because I think why we do what we do does kind of shift and change mm, yeah as we grow and like our work grows definitely yeah and so the last question is what are you hoping to make happen right now what are you getting up to? And oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and what? And then the last question is just, where can people find you, hang out with you, stalk you? Oh, sure. Oh, cool. Well, my address is, um, <laughs> so what am, wait, what am I hoping to make happen? Hoping or trying or even just making happen. Right? What am I trying to make happen? You know, what's really funny. And the sort of ironic answer, we already struck on this a little bit is I'm in this place where the main thing I'm trying to make happen is like almost like less making it happen. <laughs> like I'm really trying, I'm in this phase, you know, I'm, um, I have travel coming up. I'm going to be, um, on the West coast. I'm going to be in Canada and then California for the majority of the fall. And I'm, um, going to be like connecting with a lot of wonderful friends and communities I have out there. And I'm really in this place where I am just wanting to like enjoy and appreciate my business and keep showing up for it. But I'm not in a phase of like growth or 
um, forward motion right now. I'm more in like a, like a, let's just like keep doing what we're doing and just like find the fun in it and, and have a good time. You know, I think another big thing that's hard as I'm a very driven, ambitious, highly motivated person, as much as I don't believe in motivation, I like really can, I can push myself pretty easily. And it's very interesting to, to turn off that muscle for a little while to like experiment with that and be like, what's it like to just be satisfied with where I am? And to let that be enough and to just enjoy this part um, and not be, you know, pushing for the next launch or the next product or the next program or whatever it is to just really sit in this space of like, you know what, what I have and how I'm living right now is more than enough for me. And I get so much out of this. So let's just chill out a little bit and enjoy it. So um, in terms of making it happen, it's a lot about, yeah, just like continuing to do what I'm doing. And, um, in the same way that, you know, we've talked about so many times and you've really done a wonderful job of celebrating is like prioritizing, um, joy and rest and peace and fun and relaxation and connection and all these other things that do like feed us, um, business wise and professionally, but sometimes they can feel a little bit tangential and not as important. So I'm, I'm making that happen right now. And I'm so excited for you. <laughs> you Thanks, me too. <laughs> and where can people find you? So my homepage is um, amyyoungcoaching.com. That's where like all the information is just about me and my coaching practice and my blog if you want to go read some of my fun stuff. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure there's a link to a YouTube video somewhere on there, but it's not like super linked, which is an interesting thing now that I think about it, that I'm like, I have these sort of two online spaces, but I do. amyyoungcoaching.com is my homepage. Um, my YouTube channel is, um, if you just search Amy Young, you'll find me. If you search Amy Young dating, you'll definitely find me. Um, my YouTube username, which I came up with, yeah, like five years ago is amyoungster, A-M-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-E-R, which is always a pain in the ass to have to try and like tell people. So yeah, Google like Amy Young YouTube. I will be there. <laughs> You'll see my face. You'll see me blah, blah, blah. Um, and through there I'm on, I'm on Twitter and Instagram too, but I'm not as active on either of those accounts. So um, if you want to hear from me regularly, email list is a good way to go or to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go check her out. She's doing, Amy's doing awesome work in the world and I'm excited. Yay. Me too. Thank you so much. Thank Jen. you so much for coming on today. And there we have it. The fourth episode of season three. As always, if you're heading over to makeithappenpodcast.com, you can find show notes from this episode and links to where you can find Amy online and look out for a new episode next Monday and Thursday. And until then, I hope you have an awesome week ahead. <laughs>